people too. If I'd have knew Brother Rogers was, was coming, I would have definitely had him preach this morning. Amen. Praise God. Jeremiah chapter 2. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and cry in the ear of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness in a land that was not sown. Israel was holiness unto the Lord, and the first fruits of his increase. All that devour him shall offend, evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. Hear ye the words of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked at the vanity, and are become vain? Neither say they, Where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, that led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and pits, through a land of drought and of the shadows of death, through a land that no man passed through and where no man dwelleth? And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof, but when you entered, you defiled my land and made mine, in, mine heritage an abomination. The priest said not, Where is the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Bel, and walked after things that do not profit. Wherefore, I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. For pass over the isles of Chittim, and see, and send into Cater, and consider diligently, and see if there be such a thing. Hath the nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit." Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hold them out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water." And I want to minister to you from this thought today, when you don't want what God has for you. When you don't want what God has for you. Pray with me. Father, we thank you again today. Lord, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove God. We're asking you, Lord God, to touch our hearts. Give us clear understanding this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord, I praise you and I magnify you and glorify your name. Father, I pray that we will not leave the way that we came, but we will leave changed and renewed and refreshed 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we will give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated, amen. When you don't want what God has for you, I'm sure if you are a parent, you have been rejected by your kids at one time or another. You buy them something red, they want something blue. You buy them chicken and McNuggets, they want a hamburger. Paul told us that in the last days, people's hearts would be unthankful. You buy them a sweater, they wanted a coat. Amen. And Paul is letting us know that we should be thankful. Amen. And that's the overall driving point. When someone gives you something or offer you something, you should be thankful. But sad today, people are not thankful when they are receiving things. They always seem to find something wrong with it. No matter what it is, you know, it's, there's something going to be wrong with it. And I have, think that has to do a lot with people's attitude of a light of thankfulness. And so I have come to the conclusion that people really don't want what Jesus is offering them. They say they want to be Christian. They say they want what Jesus is offering. But they do not want what he is offering. We see it time and time, as Brother Roger said a few minutes ago through Scriptures. God was holding out everything they have need for and everything they wanted and should should ask for. But every time He gave it to them, they rejected it. Amen. They was hungry and He gave them manna. And they got to complaining about the manna. They says, we are tired of this light bread. And you and I down south, we know that we use that terminology, you know, light bread. And so they rejected the light bread, which represents the Word of God and the food. They rejected it. They says, we don't want it anymore. We want meat. He gave them quail. He gave them meat. And then they didn't want the quail. And God finally says, I can't please you. This is a stiff people. So do whatever you want. Amen. And that's the key. We have to realize that if we don't accept what God has given us, He won't give us anything. We can say we want to be Christians. We can say we want it. But really, do you really want what God is offering you? This is why people, I have come to the conclusion now, why people backslide is they really don't want what God is offering to them. It has nothing to do with being a pastor or saying things that goes against what they believe or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with them getting mad and angry at somebody else in church and leaving. The matter is they leave because they don't want what God has given them. They get tired of what God is offering them. We say that we won't rest and we say I'm tired and I need some rest. You don't want rest. You really don't want rest. Amen. You say you want rest because if you wanted rest, you would go to Jesus and get it. Amen. Because Jesus lets you know in the Word. Isaiah says, Precepts shall be upon precepts, line upon line. Here little and there little with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak unto my people. Wherefore, he says, 
this is the rest, which shall call the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. But yea, what did he say? But they don't want it. Amen. The Holy Ghost is the rest. It will give you the, the comfort. It will give you the peace, the passive all understanding. It will give you the things to bring that serenity and calmness in your life. But you don't want that. Amen. You don't want the rest. Amen. He made the Sabbath uh, so that people could rest. Say. And isn't it amazing that the seven-day Adventist says the Saturday is the Sabbath of rest, and yet they go to church on Saturday. Think about it. So do you really want, Peter says in Acts 3.19 that it, it is the refreshing. We need, if we want rest, then we need to go to the rest. Jesus says in Matthew 11, 28 and 30, Amen. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and what will I do? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is unlike. But we don't want rest. We just want torment. We just want to complain. We just want to murmur. We don't really won't rest because if we won't rest we hear where it's at we will go to God and get it but we don't really want it think about it amen we say we want peace Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Isaiah says, amen, that he will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon him, because you trust him. But you don't want peace. You want to take a vacation and go somewhere else to try to find peace. You want to take a trip and a vacation because he says, I just need to get away so I can have peace. But you're not going to find peace out there. Peace is only in Christ. He's the Prince of Peace. You really don't want peace. Because if you did, you would go get it. Think about it. The young ruler came to Jesus and he says, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He didn't want eternal life. He did not want eternal life. He comes to Jesus and he asks and Jesus tells him what he needed to do. And what did he do? He went away. If he'd have wanted eternal life, he would have did what Jesus told him. He called him good master. Amen. He didn't really want it. Because if he'd wanted it, he did. What about you and I? Do we really want eternal life? Or, or, or are we just pulling the cards? Or are we just taking a, a, a tulip roll? Because if I want eternal life, I've already figured out. I'm going to have to do what this book tells me to do. I'm going to have to obey what God says for me to get eternal life. There's not going to be any shortcuts. Eternal life is not going to be on my terms. It's going to have to be on His terms. If He tells me I have to leave all, take up my cross and follow Him, and be obedient to His Word to have eternal life, I'm going to have to do it. If He tells me I've got to enter in the straight gate, I'm going to have to enter the straight gate. If he tells me I have to be born again of the water and spirit, I'm going to have to be born again of the water and the spirit. If he tells me i got to follow peace with all men and holiness without shall no man see the Lord, I'm going to have to follow peace with all men and holiness say if I'm going to see the Lord. There's not going to be any shortcuts to eternal life. I'm going to have to do what he says. You can get angry, you can get upset, but if you don't follow what he says, you're not going to enter eternal life. So how bad do you want eternal life? 
Think about it. We don't really want what God is offering us. We say we do, but do we really? You have to ask yourself that question the same way I have to ask myself. Do I really want what God is offering me? Jesus says, I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. But how many of us want abundant life? We want the right here and right now. See, an abundant life is a service life, is a yielded life, is a mature life, is a spirit-filled life. It's being committed, sold out to the things of God. Casting everything else behind you and focusing on Him. It's a separated life. Amen. And this is what God is trying to get us to see. Amen. Everything you have need of, I have it. That's why the Scripture says He knows what you have need of before you ever ask of Him. You don't have to beg Him. You don't have to cry out to Him. You already know. So what you have need of, you should just start worshiping Him for it because He already knows He's going to have it. Most of the times we want instead of needs. And so and as a result of that, amen, we get into the habit when it don't show up on our timeline, then we don't want it. Just like this kid. You don't, you don't want what God has for you. What does Paul say? I have not seen and ear has not heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. What do you need? Whatever you need, God's got it. And he's waiting to give it to you. See? But we really don't want it. Oh, I wish I had more money. Oh, I wish I had a new car. You know, all these things we want, but do we really want what God has? Amen. The children of Israel did not want what God had. And I'm sure when they were in captivity, they had prayed for deliverance. Amen. They had prayed, God set me free. God set us free. God sends the one to deliver us. And God heard their prayers and God sent Moses down to deliver them. They came out and what the first thing they do? They wanted to go right back. They didn't want to be delivered. They wanted to go right back where they were. As soon as they hit the first spot, amen, was a little bit of trouble, a little bit of situation. They wanted to go right back to where they had came from. Notice where he brought them from. Out of Egypt. And where did he take them? Right into the wilderness of sin. Amen. You come out of the world, you're going to go through sin all around you before you get to the promised land. And you have to determine if you want what God is offering you and you will keep walking right through the sin desert of barrenness. Amen. To get to the promises of God. The children of Israel didn't want what God was showing them and telling them. They got to the promised door of the land. Could have walked right in in four or five days. But what did they do? They murmured. They complained. They bickered. And they wanted to go back to be a slave. They says we had it better, amen, in Egypt. We had the cucumbers and leeks and garlics uh, and all these things. And God is trying to give them something better, but they didn't want it. They wanted to go back.
back. They wanted what they had before. They wanted deliverance, but yet they was not willing to stay with it all the way to the promise that he was giving them. He says, I will take you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. But they did not want that. Amen. They wanted where they were before. And it's the same way today. People say they want to be Christian. People say they want eternal life. But really, they want to be slaves. That's why constantly they keep going back. That's why they keep looking back to where they were. They're not looking forward to where God is taking them, where they're headed. They want to keep going back. That's why people can't make up their minds if they're going to serve God or not. That's why people suffer and are lazy about the things of God. That's why the people don't run to the house of God. They don't really want what God wants. David says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. My feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. If you was truly sincere about going to heaven, church would be excited for you. You don't want what God has for you. Just like the children of Israel. Paul says the promises of God that he gave to Abraham is for you. But when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, said, Surely blessing I'll bless you and multiplying I'll multiply you. And after he patiently endured, he received the promise. He told the church of Galatia, For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seeds and heirs according to the promises. So every promise as God has told Abraham, I'll bless you, I'll multiply you, is for you. So you have to ask yourself, do I really want the promises of God? See, if you want it, then you do what you have to do to get it. See, if you don't want it, you know what you do? You go up to something else. But God wants you to have the things that he's offering you. He says, Abraham, leave home. Now think about this. Okay, Abraham, you're 75 years old. Leave home and I'll bless you. So now Abraham's got to make a choice. Do I go for what God is telling me to do or do I leave it? Notice, he says, I need you to leave your father. I need you to leave your land. I need you to leave your kindreds. And I'll take you to a land, a different land. So he's got to make a choice. Do I want what God is offering me? And Abraham made the decision to leave. Amen. And so he went after what God was offering him because he was concerned, amen, about the blessings and the things of Almighty God. Amen. And so this shows you and I that we have to determine if we really want God, God is offering us. The woman with the issue of blood. Amen. She pressed her way through the crowd so that she could get what God was offering. Amen. She says within herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. She didn't care about who was around. She didn't care 
care about the people saying something about her. She pressed her way through and touched the hem of his garment because she wanted what God was offering. The Syrophoenician woman that came to Jesus, amen, whose daughter was possessed with the devil. And she says, Lord, I need you to heal my daughter. And Jesus says, it's not meat to take the children's bread and to cast to the dogs. She said, truth, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that falls from the master's table. And she stood there and she waited because she wanted what Jesus had. She says, basically, you can call me what you want, but I want what you have. Amen. And that's the attitude that you and I have got to have in our lives. Amen. And not reject what God has offered us. Blind Bartimaeus was sitting by the wayside. He was begging. And when the crowd came by, amen, and Jesus was in the crowd. And they tried to tell him to be quiet as he begins to cry out to Jesus. But he got louder. Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy upon me. He wanted what Jesus was offering. And he was willing to put people aside and to cry out to Jesus to get what Jesus was offering him. Amen. The woman with the alabaster box. We hear so much about her. But she came in and she began to anoint the feet and head of Jesus Christ and to dry it with their hair because she wanted what Jesus was offering her. She knew that she needed her sins to be forgiven. And as a result, she was willing to be humiliated and ridiculed, amen, to get what Jesus has for her because she saw the value of what he was offering. Cornelius, amen, we know as you read Acts chapter 10, he was a devout man. He wanted the things of God. And God said to him, Cornelius, your prayers in your arms has come up before God as a memorial. Now send the jumper for one Simon Peter and he'll tell you what you need to do. He immediately sent. Why? Because he wanted what God was offering. And he brought his whole household together. Smart man. If God's got something for me, I'm going to share it with someone else. I'm going to let somebody else know. That's why the gospel is so key and so important. Amen. Don't go to heaven by yourself. Share it with someone else. Amen. That they too shall be able to receive the same things that you and I are receiving. Do we really want what God is offering us? Are we rejecting it? The twelve disciples of John the Baptist, amen, in Acts chapter 19, amen, we see that they had not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And when Paul says to them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe, they say, we have not so much heard that there be any Holy Ghost. He says, one, two, then, what will you baptize? And they says, John's baptism. He says, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people they shall believe on him that should come out there, which is Jesus Christ. When they heard that, amen, they was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and when Paul laid his hands upon them, they received the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues why? because they wanted what God was offering how bad do you want what God is offering? are we sincere, sincere about being Christians? because that's what it boils down to See, if you say I'm a Christian, that's your, you know what you're saying? I want what God wants. I want what God's given me. I want to commit myself totally, 100% to Him. If not, 
you'll always keep going back looking for something else. What you're saying is, God, what you're giving is, I'm not satisfied. This is one of the reasons Paul says, if you've got food and raiment, be content. Amen. Because if not, you know what you're going to do? You're going to look for something else. And when you look for something else, you're telling God, I don't want what you're offering. In the New Living Translation, how this, this, this Jeremiah 2 reads, you know, let me read it from the New Living Translation. Amen. The Lord gave me another message, Jeremiah said. Go and shout this message to Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember how eager you were to please me as a young bride long ago. How you loved me, followed me, even through the barren wilderness. In those days Israel was holy to the Lord, the first of his children. All who harmed his people were declared guilty, and disaster fell on them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen to the words of the Lord, people of Jacob, all ye families of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray so far from me? They worship worthless idols only to become worthless themselves. They did not ask, where is the Lord who brought us safely out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness? A land of desert and pits, a land of drought and death, where no one lived or even travels. And when I brought you to a fruitful land to enjoy its bounty and goodness, you defiled my land and corrupt the possessions I have promised you. The priest did not ask, where is the Lord? Those who taught my word ignored me. The rulers turned against me. And the prophets spoke in the name of Baal. Wasting their time on worthless idols. Therefore, I will bring my case against you, saith the Lord. I will even bring charges against your children's children in the years to come. Go west and look into the land of Cyprus. Go east and search through the land of Kedar. Has anyone ever heard of anything as strange as this? Has any nation ever traded its gods for new ones? even though they are not gods at all. Yet my people have exchanged our glory God, glorious God for worthless idols. The heavens are shocked at such a thing and shrink back in horror and dismay, says the Lord. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountains of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Notice, God says, heaven is totally amazed. He says, heaven is going like, are you kidding me? That's what really he's saying. He's saying the people, the heaven is shocked that people don't want what God has given. What he's offering. He says, my people have committed two evils. They've left me. The fountain of living water. And hold them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can't hold water. That's a poor substitute for God. Amen. We can't live without water. 
We can't live without the Holy Ghost. So we have to ask ourselves, do we really want what God has for me? Amen. This is what David was talking about. Amen. He began to question himself. David says, what's wrong with you, soul? In Psalms 42, 5. He says, don't you trust in God? He says, yet I will yet praise Him for the continents. Amen. The things that God do for me. Amen. Because if not, we're going to want to get something else. If you stop praying, if you stop serving God, if, if you stop looking to God, amen, then you're going to want something else. The world has nothing to offer you. The world, amen, it cannot please you. Amen. That's why people in the world is never satisfied. Amen. They want more and more and more. But when we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, and we become content with the things uh, that He has given us, uh, amen, we should want more of what He has for us. David says, Lord, open thou mine eyes uh, that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. Amen. God has things for you and I that we haven't really seen. Uh, we've only scratched the surface. Uh, even the Holy Ghost uh, is just the earnest of our inheritance. Amen. To get us to the place uh, that is flowing with milk and honey. God has got so much for you. He's, his storehouse never runs empty. The things that He has will never grow old. Amen. You have to ask yourself, do I really want what God has given me? Or am I rejecting? Have I got tired with the Holy Ghost? Have I got tired with church? Have I got tired with reading the Word of God? Have I got tired of being holy and living for God? Have I really got tired that I don't want anything else that God is offering me? This is why the children of Israel find themselves in such dire straits and in so many bad situations. They didn't want what God was giving them. And the Bible says he gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things that they wanted. And he'll do it. He said, you don't want me? Go ahead. Try your way. See if it works. Try it, he says. See if it works. My people has committed two evils. And Paul lets us know that the things that was written for was written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the Scripture, find hope. See, we've got to cling to that whole things that God... That's why the Lord said to Jeremiah 6, 16, He says, stand you and ask, where is the old paths? Where is the good way? And walk therein. And what happened? You'll find rest to your soul. Amen. God has everything planned for you. He has the best for you. Amen. I know, He said to Jeremiah 29, 11, the thoughts I think towards you. Amen. To give you an expected end. He's got good stuff up for you. Amen. Don't reject what He's given you. Little is much when God is in it. Amen. we got to cling to it. Don't backslide away from God because He's not showing up on your timeline. He will show up in His time. Amen. This is why He told Daniel from day one that you set your face towards heaven to seek and have the answer. We heard you, but I was in a battle 
deal with the prince of Persia. And after 21 days, the angel showed up to give him an answer. It would have been easy for Daniel to go away and to turn back and says, God doesn't care and God doesn't hear me. But you have to ask yourself, do I really want what God says that he will do? Amen. Call upon me in the time of trouble and I will hear you and deliver you and you will glorify my name. But you have to stick with it. You've got to stay with it. Amen. Because sometimes it's the trial of your faith that work in patience. Sometimes you've got to hold to that old rugged cross and wait for the change to come. Amen. He's on time. That's why the writer of Hebrews says, cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. But you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just have got to live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them that draw back to perdition. We're them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Amen. I've got the weather. Amen. Some people want to suffer than to live. Amen. Some people would rather burn than to live. Not me. I'm trusting in God wherever I may be upon the land, upon the rolling sea. For come what may from day to day, my heavenly Father watches over me. Amen. Some people would rather hunger than to be filled. Some people would rather be without than to have. But in my Father's house is fullness of joy. And at His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Heaven is going, wow! How, who wouldn't want this? Who would leave a God like this? Who would not want to serve a God like this? Heaven is shocked, He says. That people come into a relationship Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. See truth. And then turn and walk away. Heaven, they say, you kidding me? They says, have you lost your mind? Do you not understand that there's an end to this thing? The Lord says in John 6, as he was teaching, he says, except you eat my flesh. And drink my blood. You have no part of me. And they turned and walked away. Many of his disciples. They said, man, this is a hard saying. See, they was without understanding. And he turned to the disciples of his, the twelve that he had chose. And he says, are you going to go away also? It would have been easy for them to say, man, I'm out of here. But what did they say? They said, oh, no. Peter says, Lord, you have the words of eternal life. And I'm persuaded that you are the Christ. And Jesus says, yep, man. I've chose 12 of you and one of you is the devil. Think about it. It would have been easy. See, that's what happens. A lot of times, if we don't have understanding or wait around to get understanding, what will take place is we'll run from it. We'll leave. And God is trying to show us. Let me tell you something. 
before every revelation about Jesus Christ and what he has for you that comes, there's going to be tribulation. You're going to go through some tribulations every time before you get a clear revelation of what God is trying to do. Jesus was tempted by the devil. Amen. But when he came out, he had stood on the word of God and he walked right into the sanctuary. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recover sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book. He gave it back to the minister. And all the eyes was upon him. And he says, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. He went through temptation to bring revelation. Amen. You're going to go through some things in your life. Amen. But don't go back. Revelation is going to be revealed. Sooner or later, it's going to come. Look at Ruth. Think about Ruth. It would have been easy for her to go back. But what did Ruth say? Don't you entreat me to leave you. She said, where you go, I go. Where you lodge, I'll lodge. Where you, your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Where you die, there will I also die, and there will I also be buried. The only thing that's going to separate you and me is death. It would have been easy for her to go back. Oprah went back, but not Ruth. She had committed, she had vowed, amen, which is a type and shadow of grabbing a hold of God and says, I am not letting go. Kind of like Jacob when he had to have an answer. He got a hole and he wrestled with the man all night until the breaking of the day. And the man says, let me go for the day breaking. He says, I won't let you go unless you bless me. He held on. Amen. And that's the attitude. Ruth held on. Amen. And because of her commitment, because of her fulfilling her vows to hold on, look what happened. God brought a man into her life named Boaz. Amen. And Boaz and Ruth had a son, and they called him Obad, which is the father of Jesse, which is the father of King David, which is the father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to the flesh. Notice what she got. Amen. A promise that she was not expecting. Amen. All because a woman made a decision to hang on and not go back. Amen. What has God got for you down the road? What is He going to give you tomorrow? What is He going to bring next week? We don't know what is ahead of us. Amen. If God showed us, we might say, oh, I don't want that. Amen. But no, my brothers and sisters, we've got to keep marching. We've got to keep pressing on. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. When we're going to split those heavenly gates. Uh, amen. When they're going to swing open. Uh, but if we don't hold on, uh, we're not going to go through those gates. Amen. If we turn around and go back, we're saying, God, I don't want what you have for me. The children of Israel could have easy just walked into the promised land. That's why Caleb and Joshua had a different attitude. And that's what God said about Caleb. He had another spirit and he will see the promised land. 
land because he did not turn around. He did not turn his back on God. Him and Joshua said to the children of Israel, whatever you do, don't you go back. I don't care how many giants is in the land. I don't care how many cities has got walls around them. I don't care what they got. God is with us. God will fight for us. God will deliver us. Whatever you do, don't you turn around and don't you go back now. But yet they would not listen and they went back. They murmured, complained, and every one of them, 40 years and older, died in the wilderness. Because what they say is, God, we don't want what you've given us. We don't want that. They failed to realize the blessings and the promises of Almighty God. Do you want what God has for you? Amen. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Whatever you need, God has got it. If you need more joy, He's got it. If you need more peace, He's got it. Amen. Everything you need. We sung that song, In this house there's joy. There's salvation for your soul. Amen. Everything. If you have never been baptized in Jesus' name, it's here. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, it is here. Amen. Everything you have need of, Jesus has got it. Amen. You just have to trust Him. Praise Him for the things you have need of. Amen. And believe that He will provide those things. But whatever you do, don't turn around. Don't reject what God is offering you. Amen. Because He will provide just according to His Word. Amen. As the music played this morning, amen, if you want to come to the altar and pray, amen, you're more than welcome, amen. Praise God, amen. If Maybe you've thought about going back the other way. Maybe you have started to lose your little confidence in, in God's abilities, amen, because He hasn't answered yet. He'll come. You just hang on in there and give Him the opportunity to work. The Bible says He'll work. If we let him. So I want him to work. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, we praise you. God, I'll say yes to your will and your way, oh God. I'll 